This is Deep Dive. I'm your host Fei Fei. This week, people in Asia and the Pacific region are asking the same question: Is seafood still safe? Starting last week, the damaged Fukushima nuclear power plant in Japan started pumping nuclear contaminated water into the sea. There have been protests in Japan and its neighbors since before the dump started. In Japan, the ocean doesn't only belong to Japan. I think it's unreasonable for the Japanese government to dump the nuclear contaminated wastewater into the sea forcefully. In South Korea, I personally strongly oppose Japan's dump of Fukushima nuclear contaminated water into the sea. The South Korean government has required to take samples at the site for testing, but was rejected by the Japanese government, who also denied our request to send experts to inspect the disposal process. I think this means that the Japanese government believes that the discharge of nuclear contaminated water itself has potential safety hazards. Here in China, we buy from fishing boats, so we know them well. Many of them have fished for generations. The ocean is their livelihood. How will they survive if the ocean is polluted? They can't just switch careers. What will they even do? In the Philippines, our exposure to radioactive oceans will be continuous and will be uh, passed on to the next generation of uh, young people who will be relying on the oceans for their livelihood. And also, there are voices that are much less heard coming from the Pacific Island nations. In Beijing and across the country, businesses are reacting fast to the changing sentiments among consumers. Many have put up notes clarifying that their seafood or other products are not sourced from Japan or have used ingredients from the country. Despite all these, the Japanese government insists the water is safe and marine life won't be affected. Is that really true, though? Why won't people trust the Japanese government on this? Can people who live by the Pacific continue to enjoy seafood, or will it be taken down from our dinner tables forever? For more on this, I spoke with my colleague Su Yi. This episode is brought to you on Thursday, August the thirty-first. Hello, Su Yi. Can you tell us are people's concerns? Over the seafood safety, legitimate.、Mm, I think people's concerns are legitimate because first, of course, it's about residual radionuclides like tritium, cesium, and strontium. They can remain with high radioactivities in the organism for a long time, like cesium, for thirty years. And according to marine pollution expert Kenneth Long with the City University of Hong Kong. Theoretically,、uh, those、uh, those residual、uh, radionuclides can release the energy causing the mutation in DNA, and some of the mutation may end up with cancer in living organisms. And people still have concerns about how the treatment process will go in the coming years. I think, at least on some level,、uh, the uncertainty remains considering the reliability of TEPCO, and also the concern is surrounding the IAEA report. Experts like Kenneth Long with the City University of Hong Kong believe the report is flawed, like it uses a simplistic model to predict、uh, without considering many other factors. So, can you specify on the other factors here? 
For example, a co-president Tilma Rath of the International Physicians for the Prevention of Nuclear War, he says apparently the discharge is without a clear evidence that a purification system works effectively. So I think that's one very important factor. And it's without any clear evidence that this is safe, so the whole thing could be an unnecessary and avoidable discharge into、uh, the environment. And also, the expert says in the long run, it adds to the radioactive burden of pollution that will continue over some decades. Like we just talk about those radioactive.、Uh, Residual radionuclides, and there are a variety of isotopes that could be in this water, and some of them accumulate in sediments, and they certainly can accumulate in marine organism and concentrate up the food chain. So, for both plants and animals in the Pacific, and also for the people, particularly for the residents living more traditional lifestyles, especially people in Southeast Asia, and also the Pacific, they are the ones who are. Most at risk of this increase in their radioactive exposure. We are also hearing calls from industries like the fishery industry. They're not happy about this dump, like the general public, and and we are seeing protests around Asian countries right now. And can you tell us what kind of scale of these protests we are seeing in the Pacific region? I think the most apparent protest is actually from the fishing industry of Japan.、Uh, we know their interests are badly hurt now from today, but since 2011, local fishing groups they have protested against the plan, saying they are gravely concerned over the reputational damage from the water release and its impact on their livelihoods. In the long run, ahead of the Fukushima Fishery Federation, Tetsu Nozaki says the government and the company Tepco told them, told the Prefectural Fishery Federation eight years ago that they would not dispose of the contaminated water without gaining the understanding of the parties involved. However, Nozaki says he takes it seriously, and the government and the company repeatedly provide explanations about this charge plan, but officials have not endorsed it. And also, head of the National Federation of Fisheries Cooperative Association, Masunobu Sakamoto, he says the group's opposition to the plan had not changed one bit. They still fear reputational damage. And also, there are similar protests in South Korea, the Philippines, and the Pacific nation of Fiji. So, what are their calls when it comes to this Japan's decision to dump the water into the ocean?、Hmm. Yeah, I think、um, apparently、uh, those fishermen and the、uh, fisher industries、uh, they cannot change、uh, the situation. Apparently, right ahead of the discharge, the Japanese government had a meeting with、uh, heads of the association. So basically, they still went ahead with the plan.、Uh, local fishermen. From Fukushima, say for them,、uh, the ocean discharge, the plan is a matter of survival as well as about environmental deterioration and all the consequent decline in tourism. Like in Shinchi,、uh, this place, its seafood was once very popular for the markets in those big cities such as Tokyo. But after the earthquake, wholesalers were reluctant to purchase fish products from Fukushima. And now the situation is being exacerbated by the、uh, water discharge. And also in South Korea, there is a place called Jindo, which is over 1,000 kilometers away from Fukushima. The fishermen there say it would take very long before the industry can recover from the disruption. 
And a similar thing we can observe is from the Philippines. A Philippine fisherman also denounced the move as a huge gamble that ventures people's lives, and they urged the international community to act against it. So they're really concerned about the market's reactions, like not buying or eating seafood. And are we seeing this happening in the market right now? I think, if, for example, here on the Chinese mainland market, things is already happening. Consumers are reluctant to purchase seafood, particularly、uh, from、uh, Japan. And also, as far as I know, some consumers in in the eastern coast, like in the Shandong province, the entire industry or all the business were closed down because of this sudden event. Apart from the business side, we are also seeing governments and countries in the regions. Who will be and are directly impacted by this water dump from the nuclear power plant, and do they have a say in the decision-making process? Like we saw, original countries repeatedly voiced their concerns, their opposition ahead of the release,、uh, but apparently. It did not change anything. The Japanese government and also Tabco still went ahead with its original plan, but I think it does not change the fact that there there is a part of international law involved because according to the UN Convention on the Law of the Sea, the Japanese government has legal obligations to communicate and share information with related countries. Other countries, we have the rights to voice our opposition, but eventually the decision is up to the Japanese government. Is it right for the Japanese government not to consult with the countries that could be affected、hmm. by this decision before or during their dumping this radioactive water?、Hmm. So, like what's said in the UN Convention on the Law of the Sea, the government is obliged to consult with these stakeholders. But according to Professor Robert Richman at the University of Hawaii, the professor said we should expect far. Better communication from those in Japan in position of authority and responsibility. Apparently, what they did is far from enough. This decision, according to the professor, violates the spirit of the UN Ocean Decade. That's a document under the framework of the UN system, and also the recently passed UH High Seas Treaty, as well as the rights of indigenous Pacific communities. So basically,、uh, there is a serious lack of a communication. And also, I gather here that there is also a profound mistrust with Japan when it comes to, and also the company behind the nuclear power plant. The mistrust are happening not only around neighboring countries, but also with businesses and also the general public.、Mm. Can you help us understand where these mistrust was rooted in the beginning?、Mm. I think the mistrust、uh, came from. Several rounds of back and forth over the years since 2011, and also、uh, maybe the years、uh, before that.、Uh, Co-president Tima Raff of the International Physicians for the Prevention of Nuclear War,、uh, Raff says, "Tapco, the company, has an unfortunate history during the management of the disaster." He says, "In 2013, there were reports that Tapco released a large quantity of contaminated water into the sea." And the company actually tried to conceal it. And in 2018, again, a report emerged that 70% of the treated water has multiple radioactive isotopes above limits. In some cases, up to 20,000 times. So, also concerning Tapco's reputation 
Actually, back in 1991, there was a serious scandal surrounding the company. That scandal shows for years, Tepco falsified building reports and regulatory inspection reports. So that incident forced the chair of the company to resign. So that's the part from the Tepco. And when it comes to the part of the Japanese government, there was an independent investigation team which was commissioned by the Japanese Parliament in 2012. So instantly after the earthquake,、uh, the independent investigation team says public health and safety are not the priorities of the Japanese government, and the management of the disaster has been incompetent. So after the independent investigation, members of that team repeatedly said the investigation. After the investigation, the Japanese government did not make much change in the management of nuclear issue. So we can see, amid all this international inspection and independent investigation, actually the Japanese government and TAPCO did not make much very effective response. But on the other hand, we are also seeing, as you mentioned, a report、mm. from IAEA, which is the UN's nuclear watchdog, and the report basically says it is okay to dump the water on some level. Then, how did IAEA come to this conclusion?、Mm. The report is the outcome of nearly two years of work by an IAEA task force, which is made up of top specialists from from within the agency. And also advised by internationally recognized nuclear safety experts from 11 countries. So we can see even such a long study conducted by a team with a strong expertise still leaves an open question. I, I guess it's still far away from being a scientific consensus. Like the Chinese government said, the foreign ministry said a report did not reveal the legitimacy of Japan's sea discharge plan. The report did not assess the long-term effectiveness of Japan's purification equipment, and it did not confirm the authenticity and accuracy of the data on the nuclear contaminated water provided by TEPCO. So there are limitations and one-sidedness in the relevant conclusion. So actually, after the issuing the report, like we talk about this, IEA chief Rafael Grossi said this report does not endorse the Japanese government's decision. And the views do not necessarily reflect those of IAEA member states. And it's very interesting to hear from Rafael Grossi that neither the IAEA nor its member states assume any responsibility for the consequences which may arise from its use. So it's a very, I would say, inconclusive report. And so, in the end, we are seeing, even though we have this report, it didn't really help with the situation.、Mm-hmm. People around Asia. Uh, in Japan, South Korea, and the Philippines, as you mentioned, are still protesting against this dump.、Mm-hmm. That's correct. So the report did not convince all people, obviously,、uh, because it's believed the report only assessed Tapco's one approach to the contaminated water. It did not endorse or provide advice in any form, any alternative to the government's final decision, and also the report. Only consults the opinions of nuclear experts, but not from other、uh, perspectives. There is an expert,、uh, Arjun Magjani, from the U.S. Institute for Energy and Environmental Research.、Uh, the expert raised several concerns. The expert says they found the company Tepco did not have an accurate idea of what was in the tanks. They had no accurate idea of how they were going to deal with the water in the tanks that had sludges. 
So those questions include: Would the sludges actually gum up the treatment system? Would it actually work in the long run? And what would happen if the water wasn't clean enough? So all these questions remain unanswered. But like we are seeing, the discharge、uh, process has already started. Yes, and regardless of how the decision was made, and regardless of whether the water is safe or not for the environment, for us humans, and also for many marine life living in the ocean, we are seeing the water flowing into the ocean by the minute.、Mm. But then I think the last question for us is for us, for countries. That will be and are being affected, and for businesses and for people that are not happy about this decision, what can they do now?、Hmm. I think first, it's a the most group that's been affected by this is the fishing industry. So, fishing association, environmental organizations, and the public of the countries affected by this plan can continue to voice their opposition. We're already seeing the general public as cautioned to consuming seafood, like we talked in the beginning of our discussion. So, which is a clear sign of their worries, and also environmentalists and environmental organizations. That have been focusing on nuclear safety and marine environment protection, they should be invited to make on-site analysis. That's also the consensus from many observers. It's been suggested countries should carry out joint marine scientific expeditions, deploying research platforms or unmanned implants near Japan to conduct real-time independent sampling and real-time monitoring, so they can make public the results. And compare those results with the data from Japan and the IAEA, and also, of course, countries can seek economic compensation from the Japanese government and also TEPCO,、uh, but of course, based on international law, for potential damage caused by the dumping. It's also been suggested that the issue can be raised to other UN institutions other than the IAEA, for example, the Human Rights Council, the UN Human Rights Council, because there have been no less than five special human rights rapporteurs with different responsibilities, such as in health, in food, the rights of indigenous people, and in the management of toxic waste. So this issue can be brought to higher level. So、uh, there are various ways the international communities can respond now.、Uh, so I think the、uh, the controversy surrounding the discharges from from over. Thank you, Suri. Thanks. Regardless what people, scientists, or governments are saying, there's no stopping of the water dumping in Fukushima. Scientists from different fields are still debating about the long-term impacts. Are we left with no choice but wait for decades to see the ultimate outcome? For TEPCO, the operator of the nuclear plant, there is a bigger problem than the radioactive water. The Fukushima plant still has about 880 tons of molten nuclear fuel inside the reactors, and TEPCO said the status of the debris largely remains unknown. A company spokesperson says. The best way to eliminate the contaminated water is to remove the melted debris. But with little information at hand, and given Tabco's track record over the past years, how many of us are confident it's able to complete the task? And that brings us to the end of this episode of Deep Dive. If you like what you just heard, don't forget to follow us on your podcast platform. Just search for Deep Dive. You can also leave comments to tell us what you want to know about China and beyond. 
This episode is brought to you by me, Fei Fei, and my colleagues Li Yunqi, Zhang Zhang, and Qi Zhi. Special thanks to CGTN host Su Yi. I'll see you in the next one.